Praise the Lord, church. I'll tell you what, it's always an honor to step into this pulpit, whether it's preaching or teaching. Uh, there is, we, we are so blessed here at Sanctuary Church with so many just amazing preachers and teachers. Uh, I'm so thankful for that, so thankful to be a part of a, a church family that is full of the Word of God and full of such loving people. And uh, we were just talking, sister, before church about how this church is so loving and is always there for each other, and, and I appreciate that so much. So I want to uh, teach to you, this is my first time teaching adult Sunday school class, so I, I believe, I don't think I did back a few years ago ever, so uh, thankful to Pastor for giving me this opportunity, and Hopefully I'll get the timing right because uh, I got to make sure and, you know, leave enough time for pastor to get up here. <laughs> but I, I, when we were at Walnut Ridge, I, I taught adult Sunday school class most of the time and we had like 45, 50 minutes. So I've got to cut that way back. <laughs> so uh, hopefully I can do that. So I want to teach to you about the benefits of a right relationship with God. How many knows that when you have a relationship with God, He just helps you and, and blesses you through so many things? Uh, there's, uh, there's no promise that when you become a Christian, everything's going to be just sunshine and rainbows. In fact, the opposite. He let us know it ain't going to be like that. But He is with us, and I'm thankful for that. The Lord desires to have a loving relationship with humanity. Isn't that amazing that the creator of the universe wants to have a close personal relationship with you, with me? It's amazing to me. But from the earliest days of man, God showed this desire. For example, in Genesis chapter 3, God walked reg regularly with Adam and Eve. In Genesis 5, God walked with Enoch. And the, the Hebrew word that, that is translated as walked, uh, it means to walk, but it means in a great variety of applications. It, it, it can mean literally walk, or it can mean uh, figuratively walk. Uh, and it's translated different ways in, in different uh, portions of Scripture. We don't actually know if, if God physically came down as a theophany and, and strolled through the garden with Adam and Eve and, and, and took strolls with uh, Enoch and others, but the Bible does give that impression that that's what he did, was, was come and, and physically walk with them. But regardless of whether it was a physical walk or not, the point is that we can have a close, intimate relationship with God because that's what he desires to have with us. And that was in the Old Testament, and the way that God walked with man changed in the New Testament. God came to earth in flesh, and we know that he physically walked with those on the earth during that time. And then when Jesus was preparing to transition to the next phase of his relationship with man, he gave his followers this message, and 
John chapter 16 and verse number 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away, for I go not away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So why is that that the Comforter, which was the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, would not come until Jesus went away? That a, gives a pretty good explanation in John 14 and 18 when Jesus says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's a pretty good couple of scriptures to back up the oneness of God. Amen. And so the reason the Comforter couldn't come until after Jesus left was because he is the Comforter. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Spirit. And so as believers today, we have the amazing, wonderful, incredible opportunity to have an intimate relationship with our Creator, with our Savior Jesus Christ, through the gift of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling of His Spirit. He wants us, He wants to have such a close relationship with us that He lives inside us. And, you know, that is the greatest experience that a person can have on this earth he's got something greater in store for us later on but on this earth that's the greatest experience we can have is when he comes to live inside us so let's talk about some of the benefits of a right relationship with God the first one is the benefit of his word one of the first benefits that we have in our relationship as we start our relationship with God is the word of God it introduces us to him Let's us know some details about him, gives us information about him, and it helps us grow our relationship with him. It was President Ronald Reagan that said, Within the covers of one single book, the Bible, are all the answers to all the problems that face us today, if only we would read and believe. I'll tell you what, if some political leaders would grasp a hold of that today, on both sides, no matter what, what side you're on, all of them could grasp a hold of that. They could figure out a lot of things a lot better, couldn't they? And so, because we have this benefit of the Word of God, uh, the first thing we need to do with it is obviously read it. There aren't a whole lot of scriptures, honestly, in the Bible that instruct us to read the Word of God, but there are certainly a whole lot of scriptures that talk about the necessity of obeying God's Word. And it'd be pretty hard to obey the, the Word of God if you don't know what the Word of God says. <laughs> Amen? I mean, that's kind of common sense, right? Yes, we can hear the Word of God from preaching, from teaching, uh, from things like that, but reading it for yourself is essential. And, and that takes us to the second part, which is studying the Word of God. Did you know, anybody know that reading... The Word of God and studying the Word of God are, are not the exact same thing. You can read something and, and just read it, you know, uh, and, and enjoy reading it or whatever, but, but not really study it. But, but when you study the Word of God, different things happen. Acts 17 and, and 10 addresses this. It says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who coming thither went into the synagogue of the Jews. These, talking about the church at Berea, were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Okay, so they, they received the word. They received the preaching, the teaching of the word. 
They received it. They were open to it. They heard it, but they didn't stop there. It says, and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. And it's obvious that they weren't doing it out of rebellion of thinking, oh, I think that that preacher gave us something wrong, you know, so I got to figure it out for myself. No, they weren't doing it out of a rebellious spirit or they wouldn't have been called noble. But they heard the word of God. They received it. They received it in the right spirit. And then they went and searched it for themselves. So that, that lets you know that it's only right for us to search out things for ourselves. And, 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 just, and just because we hear and we, we love our pastor, Brother O'Connell, and I love hearing him preach. Uh, but if I go and search it for myself, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's not because I'm questioning him. It's not because I have a bad spirit. But it's commanded in, in the Word of God, or it's not commanded, but in here it, it lets us know that's a noble thing to do. It's to not just take it for granted and just hear it and say, okay, but to search it for ourselves. Amen. They were called noble. And studying God's Word also should lead us to obedience to the Word of God. John 13 and 17 says, If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. So if you know them, then you're going to be happy if you do them. So it's not enough just to hear it and receive it and study it, but you need to do it. You need to follow the Word of God. And so when we experience that joy, that happiness that comes from studying and obeying God's Word, I think we should want to share that with somebody else, don't you? It's such a good experience, we, we should want others to experience that. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You know, the greatest testimony that we can share with anybody is the, the, our daily walk, how, how we live our lives and, and how we carry ourselves and, and the words that we use and, and the way that we live. That's the greatest testimony that we can have but we must also be ready when people see that difference they see that testimony and they say hey you know you have things going on wrong in your life just like I do but it seems like you just always have a smile on your face it it seems like that that things don't bother you quite as much as as they bother other people what why is that why why do you have that you need to be ready to give an answer to that you need to be able to to, to share your testimony, share the love of God with them. And that comes from studying the Word of God and having a, a consistent walk with God. The second benefit, the first one was His Word. The second one is the benefit of His wisdom. And you know, there's a difference between earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. James chapter 3, verse 15 says, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So talking about the wisdom and knowledge that we get through Christ, we can't receive heavenly wisdom through education, 
through achievements or even through life experiences. That's the way you can get earthly wisdom, but you can't get heavenly wisdom through any of those things. It doesn't automatically come to you the, the longer you live or anything like that. It only comes through Jesus Christ. James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So what we need to do if we want that heavenly wisdom is ask of God. And we have to ask with confidence. Nothing wavering. Ask in faith. So you can't get heavenly wisdom through earthly means. You can't get it through life experiences, through college degrees or anything like that. You get it from a relationship with God and from going to him and asking him in faith. Heavenly wisdom is a huge benefit of a relationship with God. The third one is the benefit of his guidance. Anybody ever been in a situation where you weren't sure what your next step needed to be? You weren't sure what to do next? That's the time it helps to have God guiding you, leading you and guiding you. So the first part of that is guiding with counsel. Psalm chapter 73 and verse number 24 says, Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. You know, when you're somewhere you're unfamiliar with, and it may, maybe it's a city you've never been to, maybe you're, uh, you know, out in the woods or something. Pastor goes horse riding. I bet there's some times that you have no idea where you're at, and you're glad that that person in front of you knows where you're going, right? I'd be the same way. It helps to have somebody that knows where they're going, to have a guide with you. Uh, probably most of you don't know, um, my wife's uh, dad has some land way out in the middle of nowhere on the other side of Mountain View, Arkansas. Uh, there's a little town called Fox, Arkansas. Anybody ever heard of it? So Fox, I don't know how many people are in the town of Fox, but it's, I'm sure, less than 100. It's just a blink-and-you-miss-it uh, town. Well, when you get to Fox, you turn off of the main road, <laughs> and you keep on driving about, what, 30, 45 minutes. And, uh, and, and that's how we got to this camp that, that my father-in-law set up. And we used to go there. We, even, we took a, our youth group there back several years ago for a, a camping trip. And it's just it's beautiful out there. Uh, might as well not worry about bringing your cell phone because you're a long ways from any signal. <laughs> but it's on it's on the side of a mountain, and uh, it's just beautiful out there. But you got to know where you're going to get there. <laughs> and the first time that I ever went out there, I had never been there. She's already shaking her head at me. <laughs> But my wife had been there. It was her dad's land, and she had been out there uh, a few times. And so uh, she was my guide. And like I said, cell phones didn't work, and her family was already in, in the camp, and so we couldn't call them, so I was trusting her. And so we, uh, we, we turned off the main road at Fox and drove for a while and drove for a while, 
and you, it's several turns that you got to take out in the country and and no road signs or anything like that just gravel roads and all of that and she thought sure she knew how to get there but she didn't quite know exactly And we ended up, I don't even know where, not at the camp. (laughs) But eventually, I will give her credit, we backtracked for a while, and and she finally found a place she was familiar and and found it. And and we eventually ended up getting to the camp uh, quite a bit later than what we were planning on getting there. But but we did get there. But uh, So I'm glad she eventually figured out where she was going, because I sure didn't know where I was going. It helps to have somebody that knows where they're going with you. And when that person is God, all the better. Because I know that there's there's times that every single one of us go through where it's new territory for us in our lives. Where we're facing some type of problem or some type of situation that we've never been in before. And it's so good to have God right there with us, to have his counsel leading us and guiding us because God knows right where we are and he knows our future. He knows where we're going. He knows the next step that he has planned for us. I'm thankful for that. He also guides us into all truth. John chapter 16 and verse 13 says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So not only will, will Jesus guide us through life and help us to know what the, our next step is and, and lead us through those things, but he'll also guide us into all truth. Does anybody here have it all figured out? I don't think any of us do. I sure don't. But he will guide us, and, and along the way, he'll, he'll give us little things. He'll, he'll, he'll provide us with knowledge. He'll, he'll share things with us. Has, has anybody ever experienced a time where you opened up your Bible and were reading, and you, you're reading a verse that you've read hundreds of times before probably, and, and all of a sudden something just jumps out at you, and you say, I never realized that before. Happens to me all the time. That's God guiding you into all truth. That's him saying, okay, this is, this is what I want to share with you right now. You may not have needed this five years ago. You may not have needed this a year ago. But this is, this is what I'm sharing with you right now. He's guiding you into all truth. He'll give us more knowledge, more wisdom along the way. I'm thankful for the benefit of his guidance. And the fourth benefit is the benefit of his presence. That's probably the greatest benefit that we have from our relationship with God is being able to experience the presence of God. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like coming into a service and feeling the presence of God just wash over you. Or even driving down the road and you start to pray, you listen to to some worship music or whatever the case is or you're at home and you're praying and when you just feel the presence of God wash over you there is nothing like it and there's nothing that the world has that can compare to it his presence is lasting Hebrews 13 and 5 says I will never leave thee nor forsake thee you know our lives are roller coasters of highs and lows amen we go through good times we go through bad times and, and it's just, you, you never know what the day is going to bring. 
if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. But throughout all of those highs and lows, God's presence is always constant. It's lasting. It's unchanging. He's always with us. He's with us in the good times. He's with us in the bad times. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And in his presence there is... Yep, y'all got my next point for me. Psalms chapter 16 and 11. In thy presence is fullness of joy. The abiding presence of the Lord in our lives is the source of true joy. It's not. I'm not talking about shallow or fleeting emotions, happiness, anything like that, but the greatest and most consistent joy possible. John 15 and 11 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And 1 Peter 1 and 8 speaks of joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Pastor, that reminds me of an old song. <laughs> I think that reminds everybody of an old song. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Loving God's Word and His presence, His wisdom, and His guidance will keep us in a right and growing relationship with God. These things are true benefits of having that relationship. The more that we read and hear and study the Word of God, the more its life-changing principles live in us and abide in us. And those principles change our lives for the better. And they establish a foundation to support the abiding presence, wisdom, and guidance of God that works within us. I'm so thankful for all the benefits of a relationship with God. I'm so thankful that He desires to have that relationship with me. It's not, it's not just you know, me desiring to have a, a relationship with this great and powerful being, but He desires to have a relationship with me. This life living for the Lord truly is the best life that there possibly can be. Anybody agree with that? Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap right now? So thankful today for a relationship with God that, that uh, there's so many things and you, you look at the relationship you have with different people around you. As I preached about last Sunday, that man who was sick of palsy, um, I do like the way that the King James says that. He was sick of the palsy. <laughs> that works on two levels, doesn't it? This man uh, who was sick of the palsy, uh, thank God he had a relationship with some people because it was that relationship, those relationships that carried him to Jesus. Now, if, if those external relationships can be so valuable in our life, then just imagine how much more valuable it is to have a relationship with the Almighty God, the Creator of heaven and of earth. He can look into your body and there's not one thing that He can't speak to it and immediately you be made whole. He can look into your situation and there's not one thing about it that He can't speak to it and, and cause things to come together and cause peace to come in the midst of a storm and all of those things. A relationship with God is so vitally important. And I don't want to lose the, the uh, I don't want to lose the wonder of that 
And I don't want to lose the appreciation that we should have for that. And really, what I'm going to preach later today really ties into that. Um, because I'd rather have Jesus than anything else. Because when you get Jesus, this is the way I heard Elder, Elder G.A. Mangan say it years and years ago. When you get Jesus, you get the wisdom of Solomon. And you get the prayers of Daniel. And you get the strength of Samson. And, and he started going through all of these heroes of the faith. You can become a worshiper like David. And, and when you get Jesus, you get it all. And so when I get him, I get his word. And I get his wisdom. And I get his guidance. And I get his presence. And I get all that he is. And I thank God for all that He is. And I know that I need all that He is if I'm going to make it through this world because the Scripture says that we are strangers. We are sojourners in a strange land. This world reminds me of an old song. <laughs> this world is not our home. I'm just passing through. And because of that, I need a relationship with God that will get me through this old world. Amen. What a wonderful lesson, Brother Nathaniel. Thank you very much.